voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. And welcome to All Things Radio, 649 for October 13th, 2022. We've got a lot to cover. Jeff, take it away. Well, thank you very much, Bill. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective. We'll follow that up with Jennifer Sparks' call letter and format changes. Finally, after that, we'll get a look at Denny Matthews. But this time, Jenny, Denny Matthews is going to be in Cooperstown, New York, the home of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Then we'll follow it up with an air check of one of my favorite radio stations, especially when I got to visit California back in 1981. XTRA, or, or their actual real call letters are XETRA from Tijuana, Mexico. And it serves San Diego, California. What a cool signal they had, and it was a strong one, too. And we get to hear Rich Sands. Finally, we go to Phoenix, Arizona, and we're going to listen to radio station KOOLFM, the big 94.5 with their music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, owned and operated by Odyssey. All in all, a very, very busy week this week in the world of broadcasting. All right. Thank you very much, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. And Bernie. You know, I've been so busy this week doing alumni work, I've let Indianapolis Radio kind of slack, but I don't think I missed anything. No, you didn't. Although I did listen to uh, 1070 yesterday for about two seconds. (laughs) Is it desperate? uh, Their signal definitely is better than it was for a while. But it's just kind of crazy when you think about a station that used to be 50,000 watts, and you're like going... I can barely get them now. You know, I took a trip to Hancock County on Sunday afternoon over in McCordsville, and I could barely get them there. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. I took a radio with me in the signal. You get get away from the circle downtown, and you you have trouble getting them. It was terrible. And how are they going to? I guess it's better than nothing at all. But if you were going to market that station and you want to sell it, do you think yeah. they're going to have a hard time selling it? Oh, yeah. Well, there's, I don't know why anybody would buy it. You know, there's so, just nothing to it. Yeah, I mean, they would have to get their really. own transmitter site or something. Um, sure. How are any more news about the continuing stay in the MS building? About, about what? The stay in the Emmis building? Do you think? Do you think? Oh, that's well, a- you know what? I think. Uh, I think that they they really do believe they're going to stay there for a long time. <laughs> I think they don't really have much choice. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy with it because I can, I can do everything I was doing before. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And still, still do your work, and still do what. What what you have to do, but like you exactly. said, yeah. you remember a first 
a Facebook post you made a few months ago that said, there may not be any changes right now, but it's kind of like buying a new house. You're excited so much that you're in it. You don't think about changes. And then you get there a while and you say, oops, it's time to make some changes here. Dude, that's, the, that's the way radio is. I mean, like, really, you, you get a, a guy buying a, a company buying a station, and they go, oh, we're not going to make any changes. And two weeks later, they're going, hmm, I don't well, like that. Well, DD, when they changed, when they were bought, they said, we're breaking this union. We're throwing out any of these union people, and we're going to save money right now. They did stuff within a month or two, got rid of a lot of people very fast. Wow, yeah. But they, but they didn't break the union, though. No, but they, they got rid of huge stewards, and they got rid of names, and, you know, they just they, they just kind of... You know, they put their own brand on it very quickly. They did not wait around for anything. By two months later, you would definitely know there had been a change. Well, Radio 1, or Urban 1, sorry. Uh, too much old it's, school. You know, I mean, you know what? I mean, <laughs> my, my email says Radio 1. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, what they call it. it brought my point up to, that I'm trying to make, and that is that they're not real big on changes, changes, changes. Um, so I don't look for any sweeping changes. You know, if you haven't updated since your email from Radio One, so I don't feel so bad about saying that now. Well, you if know, you look no, at I'm that at, at who they're owned by. Even though it says Urban One, the licenses say Radio One licenses LLC on their radio station. So they they still have the radio, and they don't they're not going to necessarily give up that name because it, it still could be used for some other things and marketing and other things like that. So the licenses for the station still say Radio One on them. So yeah, Radio One of Indiana, and, and, and as we said before, that committee format always slows things down. If you want a committee, well, to do there you well, go. Yeah, I remember uh, when they bought in the nineties when they bought. Uh, the stations in Houston, they didn't really blow anybody out, even after about six or eight months. I mean, people left, but I think we're just natural attrition. Well, they did do something in Houston, which no one thought they would. That's when they put that all-new station up, if you remember correctly. Yeah, that was, I was talking about long before that. Uh, Oh, in the the late 90s, uh, when they came in and bought 102 and 97.9 for Clear Channel. But they... Their attempt at news talk did not work, but no, that may not be because of the company either. That could be because no. where was that on the it FM? Yeah, and they just was a lot of was, they they hired they hired a lot of big Houston names. They did, yeah. But it just uh, left field. didn't work. You know, you'd be surprised at what works. I mean. Um, when when Bernie worked on WNS, was it Light Rock ninety seven or whatever? And those we, phrases, we, it, we, yeah, yeah, we became Light Rock ninety seven, and uh, that's when it became really big. I mean, things just catch on. Uh, you know, the call letters yeah. they don't. I mean, who's going to remember WNS unless you do what we do? But they'll remember Light Rock ninety seven. You know. A lot of people remember WENS. They would not remember WYXB. No. Which, you know, th- those are weird callers. But WENS was WENS for a long time before they were Light Rock 97. So people just kind of remembered that. Yeah. They still do. And remember, they had a hard time getting traction. And I'll just say this real briefly. When You remember when... Of course, Urban One owned WTLC. Was it? 
I don't know who owned WTLC, and they were at 105.7, and Amos right. bought them, and they moved them off of there, and then they put, you know, the B105 brand there. And people were very, very slow, and when Amos sold them to Radio 1, that really wasn't a very popular move because people, you know, even in the black community that they didn't want to go to urban they wanted to stay with Emma's. do you remember those days no i i think they wanted to go to urban one i think they were not the black community per se was was much happier being with urban one you think so yeah or radio uh, one radio one um, yeah well i stand corrected well, yeah, they they were, they really were. Yeah, but that they've still done quite well at one oh six seven. So I don't. Yeah, think, they did. And when they first went there, there, the audience was not happy. No, there were some signal issues, and they were not happy. Um, speaking of signal issues, how about a station I've never heard of in years? One oh seven one that's right next to them out of Danville. I swear. <laughs> when was the last time you listened to that station? Another Spanish station I could work for. Yeah. There you go. But remember remember when it was owned You gotta become Bernardo to uh, do that. Yeah. By Steve yeah. Ross and how they would do innovative, or they would try different things. You never knew what they were going to try, so they were interesting to listen to sometimes. But okay. that's how it goes. Yeah. But I know something that is interesting to listen to. It always is. And that <laughs> is the radio news, the award-winning edition that you guys get here. We just get the regular stuff. You, you guys get the award-winning news. I'm Jim Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Odyssey gives New York's WINS AM and FM outlet the spread in San Francisco radio. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and continue our look at the September Nielsen Personal People Meter Ratings. It was a very busy week this week in the world of broadcasting with Odyssey and Cumulus making news. In the case of Cumulus, it all happened this past Friday when Cumulus dumped the talk format that was heard on radio station KGO AM. It's hard to believe that after 62 years, talk has gone from this radio station as we know it. The talk programming started in 1960 under ABC ownership and continued when the station was sold to Citadel and Cumulus. Under ABC ownership, the talk programming at KGO AM did very, very well in the ratings and was number one for many, many years. Who can forget personalities like Jim Dunlop in the morning, Jim Easton in the afternoons, and Owen Spann, just to name a few. However, the glory days of KGO AM have been gone for many, many years. Today, KGO AM ranks number 21 in the personal people meter ratings. It all ended this past Friday when Cumulus pulled the plug on the talk format. So it all came to an end this this past Friday with the station teasing something big coming on Monday with gambling related themes. Well, it did. The station is now calling themselves The Spread, with sports betting provided by Odyssey, The Jim Rome Show, and sports radio programming from CBS Sports Radio. How well will this radio station do? We really don't know. We'll let you know in future All Things Radio live broadcasts. 
Now let's move to New York City, where Odyssey has made a change that has been expected for a number of years. They've decided to take WINS AM and put it on an FM frequency. Realizing that the shift from AM to FM is certainly growing, Odyssey decided to make the change. They did this on Alt 92.3 WNYL FM in New York City. The station had programmed an alternative rock format, but the station has never really done well. The station will make the switch from alternative rock to all news on October 27th. But there's more news here. Odyssey will combine the newsrooms of radio station WCBS AM and WINS AM. And with the blessings of AFTRA, the American Federation of Radio and Television Artists, news anchors will be able to work at both radio stations. Along with the change, Tim Sheld, brand manager for WCBS AM, is leaving the company. Tim Sheld had been with WCBS AM for 19 years, and he helped to draft the plan to consolidate the newsrooms of WCBS AM and WINS AM. Running WCBS AM and WINS AM will be Ben Maverick. He'll be the new brand manager for both radio stations. Ben Maverick has been with WINS for over 20 years. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. In Las Vegas, Beasley and Odyssey are swapping radio stations. The stations involved here are KTWN AM, they transmit on a frequency of 710, and KXTEFM on 107.5. It should be noted that no cash will be involved in the trade-off of these two radio stations. Odyssey will own KXTEFM with their alternative rock format on 107.5, and Beasley will own the talk format that's heard on KDWN, which transmits on a frequency of 720. Beasley Media is also making news with a round of layoffs at some of its radio stations, and these layoffs have occurred in multiple radio markets. Ken West has departed as program director of Rock 92.9 WBOS-FM in Boston, Massachusetts, and he was also programming radio station WROR-FM with their classic hits format as well. Jonathan Weir exits as morning host at radio station WKLB-FM with their country format. Also gone is the producer of the Toucher and Rich Morning Show heard on radio station WBZ-FM with their all-sports format. Also gone from the all-sports format at radio station WBZ-FM is Christian Arkin, who was an evening co-host for the radio station. On radio station WPEN-FM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Jamie Lynch is out. He was the co-host on the John Kincaid Show, which airs on radio station WPEN-FM. And in Tampa, Florida, Mason Dixon has departed as morning host at radio station WRBQ-FM with the classic hits format. Mason Dixon had been with the radio station for many, many years. Finally, Alpha Media has made layoffs at radio station KEZR-FM, Mix 106.5 in San Jose, California. Gone is Lori Free, afternoon drive host for the radio station, and production director and evening host Greg Aronica. Now it's time to continue our look at the Nielsen September Personal People Meter Ratings. In Washington, D.C., the number one ranked radio station is WAMU-FM with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is WTOP-FM with their all-news operation. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Washington, D.C. is WASH. FM with an adult contemporary format. In Boston, Massachusetts, the number one rank radio station is WROR-FM with a classic its format. The number two rank radio station is WBZ-FM with its all sports format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Boston, Massachusetts is WMJX-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Miami, Florida, the number one rank radio station is WFEZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WHQT-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Miami, Florida, is WXDJFM with a Spanish tropical format. In Seattle, Washington, the number one rank radio station is KIROAM with its all-sports format. The number two rank radio station is WJEBFM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Seattle, Washington, is KIROFM with a news talk format. In Detroit, Michigan, the number one rank radio station is WOMCFM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is WCSXFM with a classic rock format. And Finally, the number three rack radio station in Detroit, Michigan, is WMXD-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Phoenix, Arizona, the number 
one ranked radio station is KESZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KJZZ-FM with a news talk format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Phoenix, Arizona is KSLX-FM with a classic rock format. In the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota market, the number one ranked radio station is KQQL-FM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KZJK-FM with an adult hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station is KFXN-FM with an all-sports format. Now let's move to San Diego, California, where the number one-ranked radio station is KFBG-FM with an adult hits format. The number two-ranked radio station is XHRM-FM with a rhythmic adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in San Diego, California is KPBS-FM with a news talk format. In the Tampa, St. Petersburg, Florida market, the number one-ranked radio station is WDUV-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two-ranked radio station is WCIE-FM with a Christian CHR format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in the Tampa, St. Petersburg, Florida market is WFUS-FM with the country format. In the Denver, Colorado market, the number one ranked radio station is KOSI-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KALC-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station serving Denver, Colorado is KYGO-FM with a country format. In Baltimore, Maryland, the number one ranked radio station is WLIF-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WWINFM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Baltimore, Maryland is WQSRFM with an adult hits format. Finally, in St. Louis, Missouri, the number one ranked radio station is KPNTFM with an alternative rock format. The number two ranked radio station is KSHEFM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in St. Louis, Missouri is WARHFM with an adult hits format. Next week, we'll conclude our look at the Nielsen September Personal People Meter Ratings. Kudos go out to Jimbo Haddon, who's decided to hang up his headphones after 30 years doing a talk show for Westwood One and Mutual Broadcasting. Jimbo Haddon is 78 years old, and the reason he's retiring, he says, is for health reasons. Finally, we at All Things Radio are saddened to report the deaths of two individuals. First of all, let's look at the career of Art LeBeau. Art LeBeau began his radio career in 1943 at the age of 18 and had still been working in radio at KDAY-FM in Los Angeles, California. Art LeBeau was 97 years old, and the cause of his death was pneumonia. Bernard McGurk started his radio career as an intern with Imus in the Morning at radio station WNBC-AM, later to become WFAN-AM. When Don Imus moved to WABC-AM in New York City, Bernard McGurk moved along with him and became the producer of the Imus in the Morning show. He also hosted a midday talk show at radio station WABC-AM as well. And when Don Imus retired, Bernard McGurk, along with Sid Rosenberg, took over mornings at radio station WABC-AM. Bernard McGurk was 64 years old when he passed away from prostate cancer. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. Oh, no problem. I just, uh, you know, I'm, I was only concerned about why and WCBS and WINS hadn't done made these moves years ago. But you know, oh, after yeah. was was a, was a, 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 a was a focal point in in that whole thing, and also uh, it was just about time. I mean, obviously they know that, that especially with WINS. It's a single problem for them, especially at night, and especially if you live in in north of uh, New York City. It's it's very hard to get 
both of these radio stations at, at, uh, at, at not both of them, I should say, WINS. So it was a logical move. And moving the two newsrooms into one or, or consolidating the news, news operations, that certainly was something that they talked about back in 95 when Westinghouse sold WCBS, when WINS to the CBS folks. And uh, they, they they never did it. They never fought with after over it. They knew they, they, they would probably lose. But have, radio is a different animal today. It We're on their own. We're under total different different economic constraints, I should say. So this is really the right move for them. Now, could this end up where they could maybe get rid of WCBS since they're consolidating and make it like the betting format or a talk no. format? Or I something? don't know. No. WCBS it, makes too much money for them, Sean. They won't yeah. do that. They they may they may put more talk programming on WCBS or they may broker more time on WCBS. They doing they certainly are doing that on the on the weekends. I don't see them doing that. Um, but I think it remains to be seen. Um, this is not unusual. You have to understand that in Los Angeles, you've got KNX AM and 97.1 KNX FM. Yeah. In Chicago, you've got WBBM and WCSF FM. In San Francisco, you have KCBS AM and, mm-hmm. and uh, KFRC FM, which is uh, doing the simulcasting KCBS AM. So that's there. The only other station that's an all-news station that's not doing that is WWJ in Detroit, Michigan. That's the only other station. Right, that's FM. That's right, KYW is on FM. 103 on the from Jenkintown, New Jersey. Pennsylvania, I guess it is. So yes, yeah. it is. It is something that's that. And ultimately, what does this hold for the future of AM? Well, as as it was pointed out uh, by one of my radio columnists, the future of AM is not bright and it's not rosy. And stations that are on AM, if they can't get an FM affiliate or get an FM translator, are definitely going to be challenged. So this is probably one of the reason they're doing this stuff. I think the difference too in New York is the WCBS is a more national feel to it, and they spend a lot more time on national issues. I mean, they both do local, they both do national, but I think if you if something's going on in your neighborhood, you're going to flip to WINS. If something's going on nationally, you're going to flip to CBS, and they're two different things. And you're right, Chris, because they approach the news format differently. That That's right. the whole point. The whole point is that WCBS AM uses the CBS network news on the hour. They use CBS network features and some of those network features that uh, that, that WINS certainly wouldn't cover. WINS, I call them the top 40 of news. They really are the, the, the top 40 sense. of news. Yeah. And, and, and they, like they say every day, give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. That's right. what they say. It's been the same since 1965. That April 19th to be exact. Yep. I was interested in the whole thing with Cumulus. Of course, they've got the top two stations. Now, the guy who was programming WROR, they said, okay, see if you can fix up WBOS, and uh, that never happened. So, uh, you know, I don't know whether he wanted to leave or what, but he's, he's run WROR very well, and Sports Hub's number two. So Cumulus is not hurting in Boston. But And Christian Arcan will find a job. He's he's good. He's pretty talented. So maybe he'll go maybe. back to EDI. That's where he was before. Yeah, and no, and going, yeah. let's, let's talk about KGO quickly for a second. They were, and I, when I was out on the West Coast, they were the, the premier. I mean, when you thought of talk radio, you thought of KG, KABC oh, yeah. in Los Angeles and KGO in San Francisco. Sure. When I think of KGO, I think of, I used to listen to Owen Spann. I used to listen mm-hmm. to, not Owen Spann, I used to listen to uh, Jim Easton. I used to listen to Jim Dunlop doing the morning news. I mean, but now I know there were lots of other people that worked there, but those are the famous people that I remember. And, uh, and again, it got ruined when they consolidated radio, when ABC got out of it, sold to Citadel, Citadel and then sold to Cumulus. They took that radio station and ruined it. And unfortunately, they made some very, made some very prominent mistakes. 
And uh, you can't change once you make mistakes like that. And so that's what happened. Lionel, can you unmute yourself, please? Okay. Go ahead. You're unmuted. Yeah, Go ahead, one, one quick question. Is he still, I'm assuming he's not with us. Whatever happened to Bernie Ward? That's all I got. Thank you. I don't know. I, I really don't. He's, I don't. Uh, he's in prison. No, Bernie Ward. No, Bernie, was Bernie Ward the guy from KGO? Yeah, yes. Okay. Yes, he was. I, I thought he had been, there was some sort of, several years ago, there was some sort of child pornography charges that were brought against him. I don't remember point. that being him. But I it, remember reading it somewhere 10, 15 years ago, I think. Well, I don't know about that. I can't. I, I don't want to say it's true or not because no, I, I don't know. I just thought I remember reading that somewhere, uh, right about the time of the the beginning of the demise of KGO, or somewhere right around then. I uh, all right. Let's move on from this because I don't. Yeah, I don't, no, that's I don't fine. really. Let's yeah, go to no, Bill. Just, Bill, unmute yourself, please. Okay, Bill, one more time. Can you unmute yourself, please? You have your hand raised. There we go. There he is. There we go. Okay. But, uh, this is kind of from last week. I didn't get in because uh, you guys were talking and I couldn't get in. Did you, on your air check last week of that Alaska, Alaska radio station, I forget what year it was, did you notice they advertised a cannabis store in Alaska? It was a current radio station. Yeah. It was not a year. It was the, I had recorded it last week, the week at the end, at that last, I recorded it that week. Uh, and it's what is, oh, okay. it's, it's, it's what it is, what is big up there, and it's legal to advertise up there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they do here it's too. Legal here now. It's illegal in Illinois too now, but I'm just saying, I I didn't know what year that station was. A lot of times you play them from the 90s or the 80s, and that's why it wasn't. No, no, whatever, it was. whenever I do a featured station, it's always a current radio station. Yeah, the last the last station is usually a, a current one. Okay, and I got another question to ask. Is Bernie still on there? No. <laughs> no, he he left he, he he left to go into outer gone. space. <laughs> He's there. Okay, well, what was it going to ask him if he if he knows us or maybe somebody else does? But I can remember back in the fifties and the sixties, and we we listened to that one air check last week. Just talking about the guy didn't talk over the stations or, or the records, right? But I can remember back in the late fifties, especially in the, in the early sixties, when cassette recorders come out. The DJs I knew at that time, uh, you know, like Bouncing um, Bill Baker and Dick Summer, and them, they were requested oh, yeah. or re- required to talk over it so people wouldn't record them. Because oh, exactly. they're trying to make yeah. sales. Yeah. Because yeah. when cassettes come out, everybody recorded everything. Now, yeah, and that, that, actually, that actually kept going, I mean, all the way through the 70s. And, you yeah, know, I know it's long. I know, I know they started. I, I can remember. When, I can remember getting calls from people saying, hey, could, could you play this song and, and not talk over it so I can record it? Uh-huh. And I would say, I would say, sure, I'll do that. And they'd start the song and i go, oh, wait, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't no. all over it. Yeah. 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 BZ used to have a thing so that if the MEX couldn't record, if they got something, they'd put it in the, in the middle of it, they'd have the DJ go WBZ exclusively, you know, for a new sure. Beatles song. You know, well, they so did the same thing on WABC-FM as well. Thank yeah, you, Bill. K-L-I-F Thank you. Beatles song would come out. Mm-hmm. Well, how about if we do Jennifer yeah. Sparks' call letter and format changes? We will do that right yeah. now, Jeff. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of October 13th. K-A-P-L-A-M. 
1300 Phoenix, Oregon, changes calls to KDSO AM, WPNN AM, 790 Pensacola, Florida, changes slogan from Talk FM 103.7, 790 AM to WPNN FM 103.7, 790 AM, KLLM FM 106.5, Wheatland, Wyoming, changes frequency to 96.5, WAAX AM 570, Gadsden, Alabama, changes slogan from News Talk 570, Big WAAX to News Radio 101.9, KLZI FM 88.3 to Sayon, Arizona, changes calls to KRXS. FM, KHYY FM, 106.9, Minotaur, Nebraska, changes frequency to 107.3, WCYZ FM, 99.7, Silver Springs, Shore, Florida, changes format from not available to Contemporary Christian, WGER FM, 106.3, Saginaw, Michigan, changes format from Hot AC to Rock, and changes slogan from Mix 106.3 to Core 106.3, WHGV FM, 99.5, La Crosse, Florida, changes slogan from Z88 Z88.3 FM to Positive Hip Hop and R&B. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For All Things Radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Really appreciate that. It was short and sweet and to the point this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, that thing I remember about one of those call letters, Bill, is WGER. I, I collect all kinds of stuff, and one of the thing, things I do collect is uh, easy listening stations, although I haven't broadcast them here on All Things Radio, I can. Um, WGER was a beautiful music radio station back in the day, so that when she brought that caller up, I brought back some memories for me, because I do collect air checks of that stuff. Well, that Where, that where were they, Jeff? They were in... Um, she just said, "I just said I'm having a senior moment." But uh, oh, I, I, oh, I know that sometimes the call letters, you know, move out of from one city yeah, to the other. Yeah, it's a totally different town. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I like positive hip hop and R and B myself. Yeah, positive. Yeah. positive. Yeah. But what does it mean? Positive positive R&B. R&B. I mean I, how could you say negative? I mean, I'm, never mind. <laughs> well, I, I'm yeah. going to start one. Negative hip hop and R and B. I'm wondering well. if they really are because they there's a lot of complaints about it, and I, everybody knows more about it than I do. But they they complain about you know gangster rock or rap or whatever. And I wonder if that's the point that it's supposed to be. Chris, you are so hip. It might be. Oh, Chris. I didn't say gangsta, though. I was supposed to say gangsta. You could be a Christian hip hop. I was going to say it could be because of the frequency. It was, 80, it was in the non commercial band, so it yeah. could be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it could be Christian. Yeah, it could no. be. And before the call letter format changes, you mentioned, well, on the news, you mentioned Jimbo Hannon. Yeah. And of course, yeah, he was also the America in the Morning guy for many years, which I yeah. thought 
in the day was a very good news program because they was, covered yeah. the whole nation. And, and he replaced and Larry he King. It. You know, he used to what, do the Larry King. He'd back up for Larry King. You know, he was the other t- guy that would come. He did the weekend guy. Did the weekends, and then yeah. he took over for Larry when he stopped doing radio. And, 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 and he did. A, oh, go ahead. He did America in the Morning up until last year. He did it until last year, I think, and that's when then he finally retired from that and just did the talk show. And yeah, I knew he had health issues. I had heard about. Yeah, that. he didn't sound as good. No. Well, well, I mean, it was good. They said that he's from he's from Hannibal, Missouri, and he started his radio career back in 1960. So again, he like uh, like yeah. a lot of the people that are, that are that are leaving the field have been in the field. It just seems like forever. Yeah. Yeah, he's from up there where my grandparents are. He's, KHMO is where he started in Hannibal, I believe, at the station there, K, which is still, because uh, yeah, that's where my grandparents up in their area, where they're from. So. Okay, Charles, can you unmute yourself, please? Yes, and thank you very much. I just think, I just want to comment on one of the stations, if you don't mind, please. Um, I think it's kind of silly to have two AM stations broadcasting the same thing, and you know they may not have any other choice. You know, I'm speaking about WINS and WCBS, and maybe it might help them get get but, out a little but more. They're, but know. they're not the same thing. But, no, they, but they've, been, they've been all news for years. WCBS started its all news format in 1967. WINS started it in 1965. But they take an approach differently, as we said earlier. WINS is really the top 40 kind of news. It's it's it, all the stories are brief. They're to the point. And it and it's a very quick news clock that that lasts 22 minutes. You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. WCBS AM has the more conservative approach. They're more in depth with with national stories. They have CBS News on the hour. They have more of the CBS Network features. That that's the difference between the two radio stations. So yes, there are two all news radio stations in New York because New York can support them. They may not be able to support it in other cities. But, I mean, we, we saw that it didn't work in, in uh, Chicago, Illinois, with uh, WMAQ uh, on 670, and it didn't work yeah. in Los Angeles, California, ultimately. Or but Philadelphia. On 980. Yeah, you tried it for a while, too, yeah. And CAU tried the all-news. But they never were all-news full-time. They did it uh, in the mornings and the afternoons. But, again, it didn't work for them. So it, it really depends on the market, uh, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Yeah, but, okay, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Would the best comparison maybe be in the glory days of CNN and headline news? Because, you know, you get the headline news yeah. and you get the full in-depth on CNN, maybe. I mean, not quite. I mean, yeah, and that, that's more national. But maybe would that be the best comparison? I would say somewhat, except except yeah. that the, except headline news wasn't as good as the one that was there before, which they bought out, which satellite was the Satellite News, news yeah. Network, which was a much better news a service. But I, news knew it service. Would not, I knew it wouldn't last, and I remember... And, it was more like a radio station on television, and with what? the teletype in the background. But it just wouldn't last, and it didn't. And it didn't, unfortunately. I loved it. I remember when they first I bought it? They it. called it CNN. They called it CNN Two when they first for about the first year. So then they switched the name to Headline News. So. Well, again, it was uh, well, everything. Everything yeah. at that time was new. I mean, I remember. There was, I remember when there oh, yeah. was no C. When there was no CNN. And there was no superstation in in Atlanta, which was uh, what to call it. What's to call it of that superstation? Uh, WTBS. 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 There, there was no superstation. So I mean, yes, we and, and I predict, and I made this prediction. I talked about it earlier, but with my sister on the phone with her, I said, with uh, Days of Our Lives going to the Peacock and a lot of things going to streaming, I think one network is going to try an all news format, giving, of course, new room for the local TV stations to do news. 
like they're doing now. Feel like from four to seven and twelve to one and four and five and four to seven at night and so forth. Well, our, our channel seven. Remember, they used to be the NBC affiliate, and they had a dispute or whatever they did, and it moved over to channel. Well, they bought channel ten, is what they did. So seven is like doing like pretty much news and features all day long. I haven't really looked at their schedule, but if if a network wanted to do a service like that, Channel Seven would be right there first in line. Well, That's right. Go ahead. Would it be would it would it be a network or would it be maybe like a cluster? You know how Nextstar they took WGN America and then News Nation. Would it be someone like that taking their station? Uh, that you know I can't, that I'm I can't answer. News. I can't answer that yeah, question. I, I really, I really don't know. You're already seeing it in already. I mean, uh, ABC has a streaming service like Channel Seven in New York has its own streaming service where they have ABC News. There are, there are. If you put that on your Fire TV or any of your uh, devices, they have a channel called Local Now, and that's where they do the local news from WABC New York. But they have ABC 24-hour news, which is an all-news uh, TV service for the network. So uh, it's going to be interesting. So, but I, th but I think. Uh, I think we want to hear about Denny Matthews. Right, yeah, yeah. You. yeah, we'll talk about this. I re there was a part two to the story, but I decided because we had that interruption last week. So I, I decided this audio is better with Denny Matthews getting mm -hmm. inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I think it's 10 minutes. It's not the longest feature you've ever heard. But I don't think longer is always better. But I do think this is 10 minutes. It's to the point, And I mm -hmm. think you're going to find it interesting, I hope. I think so. You know, I've heard and, it. I'm sure we will. And then we're going to get a an answer to the disc jockey question you guys asked earlier. So here we go. Denny Matthews' big day in Cooperstown took place on July 29, 2007. He was inducted into the broadcaster's wing of baseball's Hall of Fame. Let's listen to his well-written acceptance speech. Ladies and gentlemen, members of the Hall of Fame, today as you bestow upon me the greatest honor a baseball broadcaster can receive, I think back to the 1983 Frick Award winner, a childhood hero of mine, Jack Brickhouse. Upon receiving the Frick Award, Jack said, Today, I feel like a man 60 feet, 6 inches tall. Half a century, a million memories since I grew up listening to Jack. I'll tell you what, today, I know exactly how he felt. Well, the summer nights in Bloomington, Illinois were hot and humid. I'm 10 years old. Lying on the living room floor, a big pillow propped up against a console radio. My baseball cards beside me. I'm listening to the local radio station, WJBC, one of the many stations on the Cardinals radio network. And the voices coming out of that speaker, Joe Garagiola, Jack Buck, Harry Carey, three of the best ever, together, talking to me every night. Little did I know. Little did they know, but they were preparing and teaching a 10-year-old boy in central Illinois how to broadcast Major League Baseball, and what marvelous teachers they were. And to think, I didn't have to turn in any homework, write any term papers, pay any tuition, just lie in front of the radio each summer night 
and learn. But at age 10, you don't think about broadcasting. You want to play. And play we did. What beautiful summers they were. Pickup games at Fell Avenue Park, wiffle ball games in the backyard, trading baseball cards with your buddies. And then when it grew too dark to play, head to the radio to see how the Cardinals are doing. And when that game was over, spin the radio dial. What other games can I get from faraway cities? The quality of the radio signal was immaterial. The opportunity for education, irreplaceable. So twist the dial, who do you get? Who's this Ernie Harwell? Boy, he's pretty good. Bob Prince, who does he announce for? I like him, he's funny. Chuck Thompson. Yeah. I don't know, what game is this? I like to listen to him too. Maybe when I grow up, my voice will be like Chuck Thompson's. You know what, didn't work out that way. But still, playing the game is what it's all about. So you play Legion ball, and you're fortunate enough to play in high school for John Keegan, and at Illinois Wesleyan University, baseball for Jack Hornberger, football for Don Larson, and you play in summer leagues. And then you're lucky enough to get to broadcast some high school and college basketball during your last three years in college. Getting the opportunity to work with two talented professionals like Don Munson, Don Newberg at WJBC Radio while still in college. Great on-the-job training, priceless, invaluable. And two years later, with a big assist from Jack Brickhouse, you're hired by the Kansas City Royals. Suddenly, you're a big league announcer. How in the world did that happen so fast? And when you start out, you're working with one of the best, Buddy Blattner. And what a great teacher he was. More lessons. And now, you learn to do your homework. But there came a point during my second year, 1970, when I thought my broadcasting career had come to a screeching halt. Now, those of you who listen to big league games, you'll know that every once in a while we have commercial drop-ins, eight or ten seconds, and you just, in between pitches or between batters, drop in a little one-liner. Well, one of our sponsors was a company in Kansas City that made snack foods, potato chips, party nuts, pretzels. They were called Guy's Foods, owned by a nice little old 80-year-old man named Guy Caldwell. We're in Milwaukee. We're coming up on the 4th of July weekend holiday. So our producer handed me a little card that said Guy's Food. So I'm supposed to think of a one-liner that would be timely and appropriate. And so I said, in a burst of brilliance, for those of you planning a holiday picnic, we sure hope you take along plenty of those good guys' potato chips. It was kind of a slow game, and I think Al Fitzmorris was pitching for us. He was pretty slow, not about to throw another pitch, and I thought, you know what? That was pretty good. That came out smooth, and they're a good sponsor, so give him another shot. And folks, the next line out of my mouth was, and fans, while you're in the store, be sure and grab guys' nuts. Yes, I did. At which point I figured that my budding broadcasting career was about over. I was going to go back to school and who knows what. But you know what? We survived. Guy's Food survived. And here we are 39 years later. And so many people to thank and remember. Certainly family. A father, George. He was an All-American second baseman at Illinois State University. I know, how you feel, Cal? <laughs> and he gave his uh, four sons an awareness and appreciation of the fun and the beauty of the game of baseball. He always encouraged us to play hard, 
Play smart, play well, and have fun. The support of a mother, Eileen, she never failed to keep dinner warm after a long game or a practice. And three younger brothers, Steve, Doug, Mike, all good athletes, I think, aren't you? All very competitive, who, by the way, I dominated in the backyard, until all three got bigger, faster, and better. I've had three main broadcasting partners in 39 years. My first partner, the original voice of the Royals, the very talented Buddy Blattner. My coach, my mentor, so helpful, so knowledgeable, and so courageous to hire a young guy just out of college with very little broadcasting experience. I couldn't have done it without him. I will be forever indebted. Fred White, my partner for 25 years. Two guys from central Illinois. We had the opportunity to broadcast the most exciting and significant games in Royals history. And now Ryan Lefevre. We share similar backgrounds. A delight to work with. Ryan has a bright future. He will go a long way in the business. And only two producer engineers in 39 years. That's pretty remarkable. The extremely capable Ed Shepard and Don Free. Kansas City has been honored previously here at Cooperstown, and I'm so proud to be standing here. Other Kansas Cityans have stood here. 1984, our great writer Joe McGuff, he won the Spink Award. 1999, George Brett, the first Royals player to go into the Hall of Fame. George, thanks for being here. And just last year, my good friend, Buck O'Neill. And Buck stood right here. And you know what, folks? If Buck was sitting behind me this afternoon on the platform, I think right about now you'd hear, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Buck, we do miss him. And as a baseball broadcaster, as a baseball broadcaster, I often think about our listeners. And I often think about our fans. But wait, aren't they one and the same? Think back to when you were a child, when you really started to follow this great game of baseball. And I'm curious, were you a fan who became a listener, or were you a listener who became a fan? Either way, I now think of you all as friends, and your hospitality really astonishes me. After all, you have invited my voice into your homes, into your families, into your lives. I know, because many of you have told me, in your kitchen, on your patio, in your car, your office, your family room, your basement. You have allowed my voice to ricochet around your garage, your fishing boat. You have taken me on picnics and camping trips. But the essence of what a baseball broadcaster does was so, so well-defined in a letter I received a few years ago from a lady out in Kansas. And bear with me because I've got a tough time getting through this letter. Gary, you may get a save here. Dear Denny, I have loved baseball my whole life. I played softball as a young girl. I have listened to you since the Royals started in 1969. I am 93. I can't do the things I used to do. I can't see very well anymore. That's okay, because I have my radio. So you are my eyes at the ballpark. I don't have to see, because you create the picture in my mind with your words. Through your eyes and your words, I feel like I'm sitting at the ballpark watching the game. Listening to the Royals is the highlight of my day. It gives me something to look forward to, so keep up the good work. Sincerely, Margaret, Margaret Jenkins. Well, <laughs> Margaret, I hope you're still listening because it's folks like you that inspire us to do what we do. Fans, listeners, friends, my profound thanks to all of you.
for loving the greatest game in the greatest nation on the face of the earth. Thank you. Previously in 2004, Denny was inducted into the Royals Hall of Fame. Well, that brings Denny Matthews to a close. Hope you enjoyed that. One more point from earlier in the show tonight. Uh, Gary was 100% dead on correct. The gentleman, uh, Bernie Ward, was convicted and was found guilty and served six years for that crime. So, Gary, you were 100% correct. So if you want to get back to talking about Denny Matthews, if that, uh, hopefully yeah. that was better than what that other. Yeah, that was I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed the, it. The, uh, the 2007, like- so what was going on there was Cal Ripken, the reason that Chuck Thompson got a big ovation, of course, longtime voice of the Orioles, was, uh, and I think he's in the in the Hall of Fame as well, was that that was the year Cal Ripken went into the Hall of Fame, so they had a lot of Baltimore folks there. And uh, Buck O'Neill, I asked to say, died in October of 06, so that's why they uh, had a special feeling for him. And, of course, he was from Kansas City and started the Negro uh, Baseball Museum. Yeah, and, of course, and Black me, um, yeah. Was he was on the game of the week when I was a little kid, and yeah, my grandmother was. and mother would watch him and Dizzy Dean and Pee Wee Reese mm-hmm. on Saturday Yeah, I think he was doing the CBS. There's a book, and I forget. Uh, it's one of the, it's by the guy that wrote the Voices of the Game. He went through the broadcasters again, and there's a whole section on the games of the week, and they had had him on ABC, CBS, and NBC. We never saw him because they wouldn't be on against your ball game, and, you know. And these were Saturday afternoon games. So you had to be in a market that didn't have baseball, and of course Dallas, where you were, Gary, no, didn't, didn't have baseball. Have one, no. Yeah. So and, and they were very popular, especially Dizzy Dean and Buddy Blattner. They they were, worked really yeah, well. Yeah, my together. grandmother used to love watching that. She, I remember when Dizzy Dean worked that. with Pee Wee Reese. Uh, when I was in Vermont going to summer camp, my parents came to visit. We were at Harvard, Vermont, at, at the hotel where they stayed, and uh, and we were watching. Uh, my dad was watching the baseball game, and the and the announcer was Dizzy Dean. And the color commentary potato was P.B. Reese. Oh, there you go. Getting back to Denny Matthews, of course, me living in Missouri as a young kid in the 70s, he, yeah, I heard the Cardinal games. I was a Cardinal fan, but especially the year we lived right outside of Kansas City and in Columbia, we heard a lot of Fred White and Denny Matthews. So they were some of the first voices I heard as far as play-by-play people besides Jack Buck and Mike Shannon and, you know, so, it, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, not the best, but not the worst, but, you know, still, when he's one of the first guys you hear, it's like, hey. Yeah. It's, well, and again, he's, and he's still going. Now, he, now he's still going, that's right, 50, uh, uh, you know, whatever, you know, let's see, no, what is it, 54 years, be, I think he's done now. Yeah, yeah 54, 54 years, yeah. Year, yeah. And the dean of, yeah. the, dean of the announcers by one year over Bob Hooker. So next like, week we'll have more greats, more greats in the broadcast. Next week we'll have Denny Matthews Part Three. No, I'm, no, I'm just no, 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 no. <laughs> all Denny all day. I'm just kidding. Well, Ted, Light, Ted Leitner next week. There you go. Ew, no. <laughs> Ted Leitner. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we have a hand, by the way, we have a hand raise. Um, Walter, can you unmute yourself, please? Yes. Um, yeah, I. Uh, Remember uh, Denny Matthews? Uh, he used to uh, the Royals games used to be uh, on uh, Coil in uh, Omaha for a time. Uh, 
and then they, of course they got bought and sold and all that stuff and yeah. um, and then um, during my time at DMRG uh, I believe we carried the Royals on 940 for like a year and oh, okay and then uh, uh, I think we had the last time we had the Royals um, was what was actually on one of the HD HD stations uh, uh, the outlaw uh, and they only did that for a year. Uh, but otherwise, I think uh, the only other place the Royals have been here in the Des Moines area was uh, KWKY. Uh, All right. 50. Uh, All right. Thank you, Walter. Yeah, they had a lot of the small town FM stations in central Missouri because, you know, they had the big stations, had Camo, uh, had the Cardinals, but they picked up those small town stations right around Columbia and that area. And notice his mention of somebody being visually impaired and how yes. he described it on yeah. the radio, Tim. Yeah, the announcers, yeah. a lot of them are very aware, especially when a play is over and explaining, because sometimes right in the middle of the play-by-play -play, you can't explain everything that happened, and they're very aware of that. And they've all, I know, I talked to Ned Martin, I did an interview with him with the Red, you know, he's from the Red Sox, and I did an interview with him for college, and he mentioned it, and... Uh, we were just hearing one of our friends uh, talk yeah. about how he rose from the Mets, who uh, has, has mentioned it. So they're very aware of and, it. And let's not forget about one yeah. person who uh, we, uh, we've actually featured him on All Things Radio Live, and the guy that I really admired because he worked in New York uh, on New York television on Channel 11. He did high school football, uh, high school sports, uh, bass football, I mean it was, was Bob Wolf, who uh, was idolized uh, by Keith. And I can't remember his last name, but you'll remember, you'll, you'll remember what I'm talking about, uh, Chris. Yeah. Um, um, he, he was he got into the baseball hall of fame as, as an announcer. He was really a good announcer. I like Bob Wolf. He, he's actually more famous for late. He stopped doing baseball and just stuck with the Knicks after that. Did the Knicks games for years that's, on TV. That's true. That's true. But he but the guy that remembered and I can't remember his name. He passed away a number of years ago. His name was Keith, and I just remember his last name. Someone will, will, will write Bill Sparks of myself and let me know who who, who really. Keith, uh, no, 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 no. He was from Washington D.C. This guy. He oh, was very okay. uh, and and oh, he, Ed Walker, Ed Walker. No, no, Keith was no? the guy, no. but he oh, knew Bob Wolf because he got to meet Bob Wolf, and Bob Wolf they talked about him uh, at the ACB convention in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, okay, in one one of the conventions. So that's all I can say. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I think we better take a break, like somebody else is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Tijuana? Wow. Yeah, I think they're taking. No, we're, yeah, we're, that's where we are going. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go there. You know, yeah. when, when somebody when somebody takes a break like that, don't you want to just speak up so they don't so nobody thinks it's you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, hey. Really? Yeah. Look, I'm here. No, it wasn't me. Not me. Yeah. Boy, I know we're boring, but you know, hey. Yeah. What can I tell you? All right, well, let's go on with the Mighty 690. This week in my classic Edge segment, we're taking a trip to Tijuana, Mexico, and we're going to listen to one of those border blasters, the Mighty 690 XETRA in San Diego, California, from November 11th, 1982. The radio announcer we're going to hear is someone who is quite familiar to all things radio. His name is Richard Sands, and you got to hear him working at WCAU-FM during their Hot Hits format days. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Mighty 690 from Tijuana, Mexico on November 11th, 1982 on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. 
Southern California's Monty 690. Good evening, just after 7 o'clock. And Richard Sands in with your tickets to Knott's Berry Farm. You'll win them in just a few of your favorite songs from right now on the Monty 690. The Monty 690 request lines are open right now if there's something you'd like to hear. 1-800-522-1069. And toll free to the Monty 690. Six ninety in the stray cat. I know a place where the food's always good. A restaurant you enjoy. Oh, it's good serves you and the price is nice. At Boss Before. You can take it easy and dine in style. You're cooking what you're looking for. At the real restaurant you can still afford. In the 30s, Bob's invented the double-deck hamburger. Later, they added french fries and a crispy green salad and called it the Big Boy Combo. Now you can enjoy this famous combo at a special price of only $1.99. The Big Boy Combo, only $1.99 during November. And isn't that good news? special one-day event this Saturday only. The Team Yamaha riders will be at Kearney Mesa Yamaha to sign autographs and give you tips on winning motocross techniques. Plus, you'll see the very bike that won it all at last Saturday's Supercross Finals, the YZ250. The bike that the Yamaha team riders are racing and winning on against all other factory competition. But there's much more happening this Saturday. With the 83 models on the way, Kearney Mesa Yamaha still has 82s by the zillions, and they will move them because you get cashback rebates. One, two, three hundred, up to five hundred dollars cash back in your hands on all 82 models at Kearney Mesa Yamaha. Cash you can use as a down payment or take as a discount. ITs, YZs in all sizes, and a full line of street bikes. They all must go. So this Saturday, get an unbeatable deal and meet the unbeatable Team Yamaha at Kearney Mesa Yamaha. 7827 Balboa, just east of Convoy. Kearney Mesa Yamaha. They're number one for a reason. Six ninety in Richard Sands, and I've got a pair of tickets to Notch Ferry Farm. Eighth caller, one 1069 Tell me the Mighty Six Ninety plays better music, and they're yours from the Mighty Six Ninety. Congratulating Dale Murphy of Reseda, winner of a pair of tickets to Teen Magazine's Great Model Search Grand Finals. This Saturday, Knott's Berry Farm, just for telling me the Monty 690 plays better music. The Monty 690 and Adam Ann. Capture the sound wave of the 80s with Melissa Manchester on KTEL's Blast Off. An album that rockets to the top of the charts with Billy Idol. Blast Off breaks the sound barriers with Genesis Boutier Special and Ray Parker Jr. Sensational Steel Breeze. Starbound with Joan Jett on the Blackhearts and superstar John Cougar. The hottest album around, KTEL's Blast Off. It's today's new music and it's wild. It's the beat featuring the go-go. 
Blast Off, two great albums of Thrifty Drug, Alpha Beta, The Warehouse, Music Land, Licorice Pizza, EOS Music, and Tower Records. Listen carefully. Hear that? It's the sound of the grass in your lawn growing taller and taller. But maybe you don't cut it as often as you should because you only have a rusty old hand mower. Or maybe you have a power mower, but it's as loud as a train wreck. Well, Honda Kawasaki BMW of Mission Viejo has a solution. On Saturday, November 20th and Sunday, November 21st, they're having a huge parking lot sale on Honda Power Motors, including quiet, economical, rugged, dependable Honda Power Lawnmowers. The Honda Lawnmower meets all the federal safety specifications for rotary lawnmowers. You'll also see dramatically reduced prices on portable generators, outboard motors, water pumps, and more at Honda Kawasaki BMW of Mission Viejo. Remember, your lawn isn't getting any shorter, so cut it down to size with a Honda at a price that's cut down to size. Be at Honda Kawasaki BMW of Mission Viejo's parking lot sale Saturday, November 20th and Sunday, November 21st off the 405 freeway at Avery Parkway. Now, for the first time, the masters of horror, Stephen King. Author of Carrie, Cujo, and The Shining, and George A. Romero, creator of Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, have teamed up to make a movie that will give you the creeps. Show the most fun you'll ever have being scared. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parents. Now showing at selected theaters and drive-ins throughout San Diego. And Richard Sands putting together more of your favorite music on the Mighty 690. The Mighty 690 request lines are open right now. If there's something you want to hear tonight, let me know now. 1-800-522-1069. Toll free to the Mighty 690. The Mighty 690 and John Cougar. Newsroom. Ah, oh, hi, it's you, Blake. Yeah, what do you got this time? Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, man. That's a cute hook line, but we need some dirt in there. A little gory gossip, some habeas... Don Henley, right. Yeah, he's always good for entertainment copy. What's his solo story? Don Henley, I Can't Stand Still. You heard it first on Asylum Records and Cassettes. Now just $5.99 at all warehouse locations where you'll find one of the largest selections of cassettes anywhere. At everyday no prices. Where? At the warehouse. Lemon Grove is way out front. Is San Diego County's Honda ATC headquarters. In fact, they recently became one of the few dealers in the country to be awarded by Honda for outstanding performance as an ATC dealer. Plus, Honda Kawasaki Lemon Grove has a special computerized parts department, so they can guarantee you they have any and all ATC parts you may need. 
Also, their excellent service department is now open early at 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. The three-wheeling season has arrived, so jump on a new Honda ATC now at Honda Kawasaki Lemon Grove, the home of the professionals. Say out Espanol at 7562 Broadway near Highway 94 in Lemon Grove. Lemon Grove, the leader for Honda ATC. in Southern California weather. A high pressure system is keeping things clear for the next couple of days. Currently 58 Civic Center downtown Los Angeles. 59 in San Diego. The Mighty 690. The Mighty 690 with Survivor. The Mighty 690 Richard Sands saying hi to Janie Smith of Cascade and join her favorites right here on the Mighty 690. The Mighty 690 in the Jay Giles Band. Chances are you've heard the buzz on this side of the Atlantic about England's new number one band, ABC. Critics are raving. Is ABC the shape of music in the future? You decide. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When your world is full of strange arrangements and gravity won't pull you through, you know you're missing out on something. Well, that something depends on The American debut album from ABC, Letter Perfect New Music, on Mercury, marketed by Polygram Records. Albums and cassettes on sale for $5.99 at all Los Angeles and San Diego Music Land locations. Nobody knows the athlete's foot. Like the athlete's foot. The Athlete's Foot is proud to announce the grand opening of not one, but two new stores in San Diego. One in Fashion Valley and another in Mission Valley Center. Both new stores will be celebrating this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. With fantastic prize-drawing giveaways every hour, all three days in Fashion Valley, and from 12 to 4 Saturday and Sunday in Mission Valley. If you've been to the Athlete's Foot in University Town Center, you know you'll find over 200 styles of top-quality athletic shoes and more at reasonable prices. The Athlete's Foot carries a full line of Nike shoes and related active sportswear. So, for super prizes and prices, hot-footed to this double grand opening celebration Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Nobody knows the athlete's foot. See all the Nike selections at two new Athletes Foot stores in Fashion Valley and Mission Valley Center this weekend.
California's Mighty 690. 8 o'clock and Richard Sands with your tickets to Knott's Berry Farm. You'll win them in just a few of your favorite songs from right now on the Mighty 690. Wow. One of my favorite radio stations. And I spent time in Southern California listening to this radio station quite a bit. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. But you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Very interesting station, Jeff. I I love that radio station. I know your hand is raised, so hold on one second, Lionel. I loved it. Bernie, I, I don't know what you thought about it, but that was the station. I, when I was in California... Go ahead. Just sensational radio station. Just what? great. And when I was in California, my friend... I agree. They, they, were, they were all up-tempo until Lionel Richie. <laughs> yeah. I had everyone... Hold on, Sean. I had everyone... Go ahead. I had every one of those songs I think on cassette and yeah, it was very, it was definitely fall of 82 cause goody two shoes and don't you yeah. want me baby. And who can it be came out after I moved to Texas, but it was, yeah, I, I would have definitely listened to, you know, like, that was everything was moving to FM, but they were still. Well, like I said, when I went to California, Bernie, the friend of mine wanted to go to the baseball games at night to watch the Los Angeles angels. And I just sat at home at the hotel room with my cassette machine recording that radio station. That, that I know I should get a life, but that's what I did. That's what I did. Then. So, do they uh, still have the power? You know, does it still work that New Mexican stations can uh, transmit with bigger power? And that's why yes. they were in Mexico. I don't know. Yes. If they, I know they were in 100,000 watts. They, no, they were, they, I think, 70 something. But they definitely had some big power. And they, I was and, in Victorville and I got them and I asked Miss A, and that's 141 miles from. Uh, from there, and uh, I got it clear as a bell all day. That's true. Lionel, can you unmute yourself, please? Yeah, if memory serves, that was a whopping 77,000 watts. I do have fond memories of them. Of course, no, years later, I didn't realize that these guys were right at Tijuana, but I remember going to uh, Mexican territory uh, and listening to my sec- listening to the Mighty Six Night with my second cousins in uh, outside of Yuma, Arizona, in uh, the Mexican territory because I have family there. Uh, man, they would they would crank that puppy up, and I, I remember them as an oldie station later in the '80s, '69 Extra Gold. They went by, and they switched from that to a for- talk format from 1989 to 1990. And they were like one of the first stations in the country that were starting to carry the audio portion of what was then uh, CNN headline news. And then they transitioned to sports up until recently, to 06, 07, they went back to the Mexican government, which that still stands that they doing W radio or something like that. I forget the name of the format now. But yeah, anyway, I, the, they, yeah, they would call them, say, Radio Caracol or the radio new, they were a news yeah. talk format. That's what I remember. Yeah. But I love that station, and I used to play cassettes of that th- station um, to friends of mine when I was working in college uh, when they'd come to visit me, and uh, we all talk about it. We we really liked it. And Bernie, that represents the kind of the stuff that you were playing back in the 80s, I'm sure, so at least a lot of it. So uh, that, that, again, brings back lots of memories. It, it, was, it was just so much fun to hear it, though. They were, they were certainly much more up-tempo than we were, but, oh, my God, it was so good. So they were good. fun. And I, and that brings back the, the good old days. Like I said, those were the days. Now you don't, well, you don't hear people doing albums anymore. They just release songs digitally. But I mean, actually advertising the albums there by ABC, their new album, and the yeah. KTEL records. And 
you know, and I, I gave a lot of my parents money to music lands, you know, and that, and <laughs> I gave a lot of their money to music. The only, the only problem with the KTL records is that they were pressed so cheaply that they didn't hold up very well. Yeah. That yeah. Was they were, I didn't they were have any seriously cut. Edited. Yeah, I didn't they have were. any KTL records. I used to go to music land and Hastings records. Those are the two, but yeah, yeah they, they, they the songs. They'd speed up the songs too, so they could jam more on there. Yeah. And the, like I said, I was in fifth grade when that was out and a lot of good, a lot of good memories His sound, you know, and then the, I mean, they were, I mean, very, very good sounding station. I, if I was a fifth grader living out in California at the time, I probably would have been listening to them, you know, at least until they went oldies. Cause I still, you know, I was like, I love, I still tried to hold on to the AM stations, even though I knew they were dying, but you know, I, we're doing you love 79 Q back then too. I I got I got 79Q. I I heard them some, but yeah, I like 79Q. Yeah, they were the last were. successful top 40 AM. Yeah, they were. Well, again, I only I, there aren't a lot of air checks of the mighty 690, and I have a few more, so we'll sprinkle them throughout the uh, the year or so. Because uh, but the, but they were great. Um, I love what they did though at night. Sometimes the radio announcers weren't live, so at night they would they, they were taped. And they'd have tape drop-ins, mm-hmm. so they they did they were more generic. But that guy was definitely live when he was doing the show, and he and he mm-hmm. he was yeah. also on KITS FM in San Francisco, was uh, California as well, under uh, the Mike Joseph Hot Hits format as well. So again, and this was this was one of the rare times that I actually knew every song on the air check. I knew more than half of them. I didn't know I the second. The, what was the second? The last song, not the one. The it was the slow one. Was that Lionel uh, Richie? Yeah. Lionel yeah. Richie, yeah, it was Lionel Richie, uh, yeah. That's truly. the one I didn't know. Truly, it was truly, it was truly. Okay, that's the yeah. one I didn't know. Well, that, that, yeah, I, I didn't remember know that. Okay. I liked all the others. I mean, don't and I, not that I didn't yeah. like Lionel yeah. Richie, um, but I just didn't remember that particular I just remember song. That song yeah. But Adam Ant and yeah, but, uh, all the all the other stuff I remember yeah. quite well. So, but were but were you working as a waitress in a cocktail bar back then when I met you? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I happen to like Human League. They're, they're, they're part of that new wave. That part of that new wave culture. That there was another oh. group that I like, but no one ever plays them. And I don't know that Bernie or any of you guys have ever heard it. The group is called New Music, and the, and the word music is spelled M U S I K N E W M U S I K. And they were pretty good. And that came out there during the same yeah. time of uh, of the Human League and. And some of that stuff. So I like that that new wave stuff, and you don't hear that that much. Yeah. And of course, the Human League—that was their yeah. biggest song. The other one was "Where I'm," "Where I'm Only Human." Uh-huh. That was the other one they made as yeah. well. So, and you are an obsession. No, that was an emotion. That was that was an emotion. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, the song I thought yeah. was really odd that they played was "Nobody" by Sylvia. Yeah, well, yeah, that, mean, was that was on the top forty chart. That was it on was. the top forty oh, chart back then. I know, so. but it, it's yeah. like but, here she is, a girl from Kokomo, Indiana. All right, and, uh, they're out in Mexico. <laughs> they're playing Nobody by Sylvia. You know what's funny that uh, WOLF in Syracuse was just leaving the top forty format at that time, and they were playing that song as well because it also made it on the country charts as well. So, well, it was uh, on the adult contemporary. You know, BZ was playing it. I mean, on, on a- yeah, adult sure. yeah. playing it. Yeah, yeah well, she was a country that. artist. Yeah, right. Sylvia was a country artist that just crossed over. And eighty-one, eighty-two. If you look at it, they had a lot of crossover artists. Go listen oh, to yeah. some of Tim. Listen to Tim's countdowns when he gets to eighty-one and eighty-two. You'll hear a lot of country crossovers. Yeah. in those two years. Yeah. Well, but the other song that I used to like to hear during that uh, time was uh, um, 
now I'll, I'll, now I'm getting to forget it. Kim, uh, I'm trying to think of her last name. Uh, Kim Wilde. Kim Wilde. Yeah, Kim, Kim Wilde. Wilde. Kids in America. Kids, in America. That was on there. Kids yeah. in America. That was on. Yeah, Kids in America. Bet, no, Betty Davis oh. eyes. Oh, Betty. Uh, oh, Kim, yeah. Kim, Kim Carter. Carter. Yeah, that was Kim yeah, Carter. That, that was that was eighty. That was eighty one. That was the number yeah. one song of the whole year, nineteen eighty one. Actually, yep. And I remember that. Going. To sound like Chris. Yeah, my God. Like Chris. There you go. There you go, Sean. Well, you got you got into your decade. See, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, next well, week, as a matter of fact, the uh, the Kim Carnes song was number one when I started on WNS in nineteen eighty one, and it just stayed number one forever. Yeah. All so when you, no, when yeah. you do your eighties, was it Friday night? You do an eighties thing on 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 the YXB, Bernie. What are the what kind of songs do you guys play? Do you play that that kind of stuff, or do you play different stuff uh, when you do your eighties? We show? play pretty good variety of stuff. I mean, we'll play that. We'll play Mellencamp. Uh, we'll play Lionel Richie, uh, Michael Jackson, even you know Poison and Def Leppard and. Motley Crue. So do you do, do you um, you know we talk about fifties music and you know that a lot of it will be the last half of the decade, not the first half. Do you feature the whole decade? Uh, you know, I, I would say if if we don't, it would be the the early part kind of gets the shaft. Okay. You know, the, the first. Few, That's the part uh, I would know. The first three or four years, I kind of yeah. know what was going on. Now, do you do? That, do, I, you do yeah. I, I know it's eighties, but do you sneak in any seventies that that were like borderline hits from the seventies into the eighties as well? I, I try not to. I get really annoyed when they do it because it's like, you guys, we're doing 80s. Don't put yeah. something in front Well, of you know, of course, days. when songs are out in December, it's kind of, you know, they could be either way. Now, well, that's different. Now, you're, yeah. now your buddy, he he does his show, but he has free run, and he started doing a 70s hour at 11 o'clock at night. But your buddy yeah, can't be there. I love that show. That's a good throwback type show. But, uh, yeah, he has no rules. Yep. And they, are they able to sell that time by Bernie? Are there a lot of commercials during that time? Because he, he, they let him do what he wants, or is it uh, that it's so popular? You know, anyway? he, uh, he actually, on, on that show on Saturday nights that he does, he actually sells some of the time. Oh. A larceny yeah. bourbon double shot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah. The, him and Dan Dockey's doing a good job at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those well, who enjoyed 1982, PRA. you'll love 1956 from Tim, I'm sure. Okay, hold on a second. Chris. <laughs> yeah. go, go ahead, Bernie. Say, say it again. Was, was XCRA studio in, in Mexico or was it in Southern California? No, the studios yeah. were in Southern California and the transmitters were okay. in Mexico. And at one time, yeah. the stations had, they, they had, when it was when on the other side of the dial, on, going up the dial on 1090, they would actually take the shows and put them on tape. And and bust them down to or truck them down to Mexico to play the tapes, but this was Rock definitely live. Did that too. Yeah, but that this was um, definitely of the live because I remember <laughs> calling them when I was in California and talking to the radio announcer back in 1981. So that was uh, that was kind of cool. That really was yeah. uh, a cool sounding station. I, I don't know any other station. You know, it, Go ahead. It, it was so much fun to listen to it, and it's like I'm trying to figure out what made it so exciting, except that. Maybe because it was over the border, and it just yeah. There's something about yep. that that kind of made it more exciting. It's like listening to uh, well, we had a pirate station here, Radio Free Naptown. Part of the excitement of hearing it is wondering if they're going to get busted while we're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't. No, well, they did actually. Yeah, they did. Yeah, when uh, there back, was in, a... back in 1972. <laughs> well, it, like, I, like I said, Bertie, it, it was a good station. 
I'll never forget it. And uh, I only wish I had some of those cassettes because I, I don't have those old cassettes that I had back then. They, they all kind of disintegrated after a while, but they were still in good station. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. Yeah. They, they were, they, I really enjoyed them. And because uh, my friend would say to me when I was, when I was in California, aren't you sick of this radio station? No, I like it. I can't say anything else on the radio these days. No. So. No, they, they made, and actually it helped, a lot of what helped it was the music of the time. It uh, it was up-tempo, it was fun music, it all sounded summertime, uh, and you don't always find that in every, you know, particular decade at every particular time, you know. And so 1982, 83, somewhere in there, those were some fun days for music, if you're a, a Top 40 fan. They certainly were, and... Uh... And they're and they're at some top forty radio station. I mean, like KFRC, they were playing top forty up until nineteen eighty. Well, I'm going to say eighty four, eighty five. I don't remember when they actually dropped the top forty and went to magic for the music of your life kind of format. But they were playing top forty radio back then. And I have some air checks of that with Doctor Don Rose, Jackson Armstrong, and some of the other people who worked there. Bob Broadway, Bill Lee. I mean, it's, it was a good station into the eighties. It really was. So there were there was there were exceptions back then. Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you so we can. Uh, I guess somebody would like to say it's 1986. Yep. Jeff, Thank you, Lionel. Uh, and uh, so it's time for Jeff to get to fourth or fifth cup of coffee for the day. And yeah. <laughs> right. Write more chapters yeah. on his book and do what all, what all Jeff does. Yeah, get and, ready for the spectacular, not spectacular football game tonight, but it'll probably be better than last week's. Yeah, that was yeah. that's nice to be known for. <laughs> hey, come on, the Colts won last week. They did. It indeed. was ugly. It was ugly. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. win, baby. That's what Al Davis used to say. We'll yep. see what happens on Sunday. All right. Well, so I want to thank the panel. You guys did a spectacular job tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's the host here that screws up. So, but. That'll happen again, so it's not going to change. But thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week, and then next week, and it's a big weekend when I do the alumni-type thing. And But I will be here Thursday night, so we'll see you, and let's listen to what, Jeff? Cool FM? Right, in Phoenix, Arizona. And this will go up as a podcast in just a few minutes, so you'll be able to hear it. So that'll be a, a good thing. So if you missed part of it or want to go back, uh, just go to legendoldies.com or go to your favorite app and download this podcast. Thank you. One of the goals when presenting these featured station segments is to give you a feel of what's happening in the world of radio today. This week we're traveling to Phoenix, Arizona. I'm going to listen to radio station KOOLFM. The station has dropped its cool 94.5 moniker in favor of big 94.5. The cool moniker had been used at this radio station for over 50 years. The station plays 70s, 80s, and 90s music. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy KOOLFM from Phoenix, Arizona on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Big! Big, big 94.5.
for saying our name. Big 94.5, Big 94.5, Big 94.5. Say it and win. Coming soon to Big 94.5. Big. Awesome. Big. I love the music. Big. Big 94.5. The Valley 70s, 80s, and 90s. Makes me very happy to be stuck in traffic. Attorneys Traffic Center got a collision in the North Valley along Loop 101 Pima westbound near Cave Creek Road. It's over the right shoulder. And now back to the Valley 70s, 80s, and 90s.
Kids of the 70s, 80s, and 90s is heard on radio station KOOLFM from Phoenix, Arizona, Big 94.5, owned and operated by Odyssey. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program or if there's a future station that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.